Now, I got a question for you. Did Paul have a dream or a vision? Look back at the text. It says that it was in the night, that night, but it doesn't say he was asleep, does it? Yeah, and it says vision. It doesn't say he was asleep. Although it was in the night, he wasn't asleep. So this was a vision, okay? Now let's talk about spirit-anointed witnessing. Spirit-anointed witnessing, obeying the spirit. Because Paul obeyed the spirit, he was granted a vision. Because he stopped and sat still and listened. Are we sometimes so busy we're missing a vision? Think about it. Spirit anointed witnessing. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. Now they had done their homework and they had inquired around town that there was a place in town where people were accustomed to going to pray. They went there. And he said, we sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. Notice again that it's the women doing the praying. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira. What does purple represent? Royalty. And I could go into a lot of detail here about this purple that she did. Let me just say it was what she did earned her a very good income, okay? She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Now notice, notice what's going on here. Spirit-anointed witnessing begins with the Holy Spirit preparing the heart of the hearer and being at the right place at the right time, being led of the Spirit, obeying the Spirit. So the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. And the reason this last phrase is added, because in the Greek, it's very emphatic, and she persuaded us. She didn't just Say, would y'all come over to my house? Mm-mm, you going to my house today. There was an insistence on this woman's part. I want you in my house today. And they agreed and they went to her house and had some Kentucky fried chicken and biscuits and gravy and mashed potatoes and um, just had a great old time. Or they may have had Papa John's pizza. I don't know. I, I could say so much about this. But I'm, I'm going to just hold off on it for right now because I don't want to preach the rest of the service on spirit-anointed witnessing. Just obey the Holy Spirit. Whenever the armed forces are going to do an invasion, there's a lot of tactical, technical work that has to be done well in advance. They have to have everything ready. They will have, even near the combat zone, they will have what I call a staging area. Even do this for parades, don't they? It's orderly. You've got your resources and your manpower there. Right now, the Holy Spirit may have you in a staging area. And you may think, well, God, why am I not really moving and, you know, shaking and going and, and God's saying, you're doing what I'm telling you to do right now. Don't be afraid. Don't get anxious. Sit still. When I say move, go. But until then, stay right where I've got you. Oh, I wish I had listened to that. Oh, I could tell you so many stories today how I didn't listen to that. And my wife would go, go yes, amen. Because we all suffered as a result of it. That's why 
I believe that if you're called to preach at an early age, you should have a mentor, an older pastor, shepherd, to listen to you preach to as in a prophet, as it says in the New Testament book of Corinthians. Let the prophets speak and let the others judge. You need a mentor who sits back there and goes, hmm, or, oh. <laughs> If I had had a mentor, and I never did, unfortunately, until I really pastored in Florida. But if, if I'd have had a mentor in those early years, it's hard to get mentors to come out to the desert. <laughs> they, they don't like it. And the pastoring places that I pastored, it was hard to get the mentors to come out. But if I'd have had a mentor, I would have saved myself a lot of crazy stuff. Like getting on top of the church and preaching. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? If I told you some of the stupid stuff that I've done in my life, you would just laugh to burst your sides. If I'd have had a mentor say, now, Jim, this has got nothing to do with the ministry. So don't ever feel bad about some of the things that you have done. Believe me, there are those who've done worse. <laughs>